Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a tremendous show for you today. Going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get to it, but I will for just a moment because we need to start with a message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. Uh, As promised, we have a fun, interesting show for you today. We have with us Darby O'Brien. He is the owner, president, founder, creator. Which which title do you like there, Darby? (laughs) Darby O'Brien Advertising. And no, we are not related. Uh, No, we're not related. No. There's a lot of O'Briens out there. Uh, we're, we're good at some things. Uh, we're good at creating other O'Briens, I guess. This is, we can't be related but none, to all of them. But none of us did well in school. None of us did well. Well, I did pretty well in school. But anyway, Darby, we're happy to have you with us here today. Uh, it's been too long. We should have had you on a long time ago. But we'll make up for lost time. So uh, good to have you here. Thanks. So, anyway, we, we're calling this show... Uh, the art of storytelling and uh you're probably the best storyteller in the region both from just telling your stories and from helping other businesses tell their stories you're uh i guess the dean of the marketing <laughs> yeah. sector in this region i guess <laughs> that doesn't just mean you're old that means you've yeah. <laughs> you been around and you've done it so uh we got a lot to talk about but i want to start with uh the email that you started to send out to uh, a lot of people in this region and if you don't get them uh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe we can find a way so you do get them. Uh, you call it Keep Your Dukes Up. Uh, this started uh, during the pandemic, and I, it's been a must-read on those Fridays. Uh, but it's, it's, it's fun, it's light, and uh, it, it's inspiring. Uh, tell, tell us a little about it. Well, it, it was really accidental. Uh, right after Charlie Baker shut things down uh, and everybody in this crew, except for me, went remote You know, for five and a half, six months, the first keep your dukes up really was uh, tipping off clients and others that although the others were uh, out of the office I was in. So if you need to track anybody down, give me a call. So that's really how it started. And then the following week, because uh, it's been every Friday for probably a hundred and plus weeks, um, I must have done something that was upbeat and optimistic because, you know, people were pretty down and out and I just kept going. Uh, you know, and it got to the point where people would either send an email or call saying you can't quit. You got to keep it going because it's a good way to end the week. It's upbeat. It's optimistic. And so we keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, you've chimed in on everything from your own relatives on St. Patrick's week to uh, events going on in Ukraine, to the pandemic, to, uh, recent controversies in Northampton schools. It, it has been a yeah. lot of fun. It's been a good, yeah. good bit of um, commentary and uh, keep it, keep it coming. Uh, even though the I pandemic is, is easing up a little bit, we still love to read that. So anyway, so tell people a little bit about yourself. I'm sure most of our, our, our listeners are familiar with you, but um, 
kind of tell your story a little bit just for people who don't. Now, you started, what, back in the 30s with, no, I'm only kidding. You what? <laughs> May 1st, 1980. There we go. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, really, the reason I got the shop going was that I'd seen, you know, in the marketplace that um, creative wasn't ruling. Uh, and I thought there was a real opportunity. You know, you looked at Spalding, you looked at Milton Bradley, and they were all using Boston or New York shops. And those are some of the earliest clients we had when they were actually locally owned. So that was always and still is today you know, uh, the way we've, we've run it, it's, it's driven by creatives because that in the end, I think is the competitive edge. It's harder, much harder to sell those ideas today than it was, you know, over the last, uh, 30 years. Tell people what you mean by that word creative. Just so well, I think, I think what happened, uh, there must've been a Harvard MBA who uh, branded the term, or coined the term branding. That was the that was really a killer when it came to creative because what it really meant was homogenizing everything. You know, you had brand guides, brand standards, brand image. It is is it consistent with the with the brand standard? And it just everything looks the same, feels the same. You know, there's no personality today for the most part, and um, you know, no fun. You got to stand for something, uh, take some risks. The feel has to, I think, for a client be the same, but it doesn't mean the look has to be. I mean, everything is focus grouped. Everything is run by committees. And what's changed is, you know, we develop out a strategy, a concept, and you'd go in and you'd meet with clients face to face. So they may have been nervous about the idea, but, you know, this business is really the art of persuasion and you could convince them to take the risk. I mean, to me, branding is what the hell they do to uh, cows on the Yellowstone TV series. But it's it's a much tougher it's a much tougher fight. I mean, we're in an eggshells era where everybody you know plays it safe. Um, there are fewer decisions made by you know the uh, president or the. CEO of a company where when I started, that's that's who really was involved. They were sort of the chief marketing officer, and they weren't afraid to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, some who weren't afraid. Uh, you probably have to go back years to do it, but uh, I mean, Al White always took a risk. They had a, there was a real passion that he photo on Al White had for the product. You know, new ties would come in from California. They'd haul you into the receiving area. They bust open the boxes and they were always having fun and doing things differently. And I think that that approach saw the image uh, off of that expensive upscale men's clothing store. You know, I think Brian Trelease at DJ St. Germain, Mount Tom, you know, a lot of clients over the years uh, were risk takers and it worked. The other thing is, you know, you got all these metrics out there. So when you come up with us with an idea that's been homogenized then you test it. It doesn't do well. Well, guess what? It was a bad idea to begin with. But, you know, the agency takes the hit. Mm. Like I said, you've had a lot of fun over the years with a lot of different clients. Uh, what was your basic uh, strategy when, when, when it came to working with clients to coming up with something that worked? Where did the ideas start? And how did they well, how did they get to the finish line? 
I was always a big, I uh, <clears throat> really liked the idea of brainstorming, and that's really how we did things. You know, you got a couple of people bouncing ideas off each other. Uh, you know, we come up with some dumb stuff that we laugh for or disregard, but it, it's really like screenwriters, comedy writers. Um, you need a crew you can brainstorm with, and, you know, we still do that to this day. And I think, again, it was all driven by creatives and we pushed out of step creatives. We fought hard against focus groups or committee decisions because in a focus group, what happens is you test an idea and, and you know, the, uh, the participants go with what's familiar. And, you know, I've always said that, that the, the focus group, the Seinfeld show flunked focus group, the Sopranos flunked because who the hell was interested in a bunch of fat. Uh, gangsters from New Jersey, you know, one of the biggest HBO successes in history. Even Fred Smith, who uh, founded FedEx, just retired a week or two ago, he did that whole concept. He didn't call it by name, but he did that concept when he was a student at Yale and failed. So there's just a lot of examples of, of things that are really dumbed down. And, you know, Nike with Colin Kaepernick uh, was a risk, but they stood for something. And that brand remains forever cool. But you got to the key to this business is, and again, I think it's harder, is you got to really fight for good ideas. Because I think when you do, you got a shot at winning. And once you can pull that off, you got a shot to keep going, uh, to keep to keep going. And then I think, you know, if you want to retain people or attract people, you got to stand for strong creatives or get the hell out of the business. Okay. You're listening to business talk, a podcast presented by business West in partnership with living local and sponsored by people's bank. We're talking with Darby O'Brien, uh, the owner and creator. There's a creative word of Darby O'Brien advertising. So, uh, so in this age where everybody's playing it safe, uh, how are people able to stand out or are they not standing out? They're not standing out. I think the thing about creative is if it's strong, if it has impact, it's also from a budget standpoint, less expensive. It breaks through faster and has, uh, and it, it just generates higher impact. Mm -hmm. But, it gets down to you've got to take that risk. You got to push it. Can't be afraid to be colorful, to be different, to be new. And, you know, veer away from, you know, that consistency, which is boring. Who's making the decisions? Uh, who's driving? I think a lot of the, yeah, I think a lot of the decisions today are made by marketing directors and, you know, the caution flag is out. They're playing it safe. And that, that's where, you know, I still think the top dog, whoever it is, has got to stay involved because there's a better chance of them signing off on bold creatives. Mm. And again, I still feel even more so today that that's the edge because there's so much clutter and there's just so much that's, that's bland. Push it. Mm -hmm. And I assume you're not talking about... Uh getting geckos to sell insurance and uh, <laughs> no. some of these other things we're seeing on the air today. I've, yeah. So what do you mean by creative and, and, and just not playing it safe? Give me some, some more examples. Here, here's, a, here's, a good, here's a good example, and it goes back a ways. But we were approached by uh, Marty Dunn, 
who uh, was running for mayor of Holyoke, and Marty uh, was up against a six-term, 12-year incumbent, Ernie Prue, who had never lost the ward, never lost the precinct, and never lost to an Irishman. So Dunn, at 30 years old, said to me, how the hell are we going to run this campaign? And I said, we're going to do what Angelo Dundee does in Muhammad Ali's corner. He calls it, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it was really an approach where you watched, you waited, you hit. And um, that's what we did. I said, the plan, Marty, is to have no plan. We're going to watch and see what happens in Holyoke. And we're going to take, take the shot. And we did for two years. That's what we did. We never put, uh, you know, we had Marty Dunn as a, as a logo, but didn't indicate what the hell he was running for. And um, we we ran that strategy for two years. I mean, he never looked at, never signed off on anything we did. Ran for mayor, won by landslide. Biggest upset of the year in Massachusetts that year. Got reelected by an even greater margin. Ran for the... Uh, State Senate won by a huge margin. And it was always the same approach. He, I mean, he never, he never changed the line of copy. He never changed the headline or an approach. And it just goes to show that, that and again, he was a heavy underdog. But, you know, he gave the creatives a shot. There's always a better ch a chance the agency is going to get it right than the client because that's what we do all day. You know, we're talking to voters, consumers, business decision makers, and that's the kind of stuff you're always watching and the trends. So how do you get that relationship with a client? I mean, there aren't many business people I know who would turn over the situation to yeah, that's someone unusual. like you. I mean, that, that's giving someone carte blanche like that doesn't happen very often. Like you said, everybody wants to play it safe. There's that element of trust. Well, you got to tell a story. You got to show examples, case studies of how, when the risk was taken. And again, I, I, I've always said the riskiest thing you can do is play it safe. And it, you got to work at it. I mean, you got to be willing to fight for it. You know, I'll hear from my uh, two sons who are in the business that, you know, you fight too hard, they're going to fire you. And my, my comment or reaction to that is, hey, if you don't fight for good ideas, they're going to fire you anyways. Or the old statement. So you got to you got to you got to stick to it, right? You got to stick to. It. I mean, that's and and what Dundee used to call it with Ali was stick and move. So it was watch Wade hit, and he used it with Sugar Ray Leonard to beat Marvin Hagler. But that's you know that was a real out of step strategy. We've done that, you know, again later on with different clients. But you got to you got to fight for good ideas. And I think what happens is the client realizes because they're always suspicious of um, ad guys is that you know you stand for something and the other thing is i was told um by some boston ad guys that were friends of mine uh don't work in retail and don't do political campaigns well those are the first two clients we work with and the other thing is don't take a stand because you might offend um you know, a client, we fought with charlie ryan and joe sibilia the anti-casino campaign pro bono won it twice you know, against Peter Picnelli's big budget. We fought, and this was really family-related, because my father's family owned Daniel O'Connell's sons in Mount Tom. When they started to quarry it, we fought it to stop it. Mount Tom, I don't dig it, and we did. And then probably the most visible was a kind of a volunteer effort that I had with Phoebe Prince's family after, 
you know, she was bullied to death in South Italy, and that just took off worldwide. And I think it had an impact on, you know, building awareness in schools. Um, but again, you know, people will tell you, you can't take those risks. Well, that's all we've done. And I think that's why, you know, after 42 years, we're still here. And hopefully my kids, um, you know, keep that, that point of view going because I think it's key. And don't forget the fishing buddies. Keep oh, yeah, you know, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, they were open when I was a kid. And, and uh, you know, as the Latino population built in Holyoke, those kids fish and their, and their parents and they eat the goddamn fish. And so that was really an effort to open up closed reservoirs and get kids out into the, you know, the open air. Sheriff Ash back to the chairman of uh, the Massachusetts Fish and Wildlife uh, State Organization back to the head of the which was a federal post, the head of the EPA in New England, Bactus, Danny Soskovich, the Hoyoke mayor and others uh, wanted to arrest us. And Bobby Kennedy Jr. was our lawyer. We didn't win in Hoyoke, but we did open up a couple of reservoirs later. But that was a lot of fun. And that was really just, I snuck out there with a guy that grew up in Hoyoke who worked here. And here comes the Hoyoke police car with the goddamn lights and siren on. And then we realized, oh, this place is closed. Ashley Reservoir, and that's when we started the, the campaign off the cuff. But that's where ideas come from. And we thought with a sense of humor, we, we'd, we'd win the thing, but it really offended politicians. And that was one of the, uh, you know, things, if somebody asked me what was uh, Keep Your Dukes Up that, you know, hit me hard, it was that doctor in Newton with his neighbors, his kids, and other kids, you know, he built that skating rink in his front yard. And the city shut him down. And then he built it on the side of his house. And Newton shot him down there. And he ended up with a rinky-dink rink, you know, in his backyard. And the thing that was crazy was in the middle of COVID, this was an outdoor recreation escape for friends, neighbors, kids. And, you know, that really got me onto the whole politicians thing. You got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. Look the other way, especially now. Dr. Mandel. Do you see any inclination that the, the current trends toward blandness and playing it safe and not taking risks are, are going to change or are we too far down this path? Uh, I mean, at our end, we're going to keep fighting for it. I think that um, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough fight. I think if you know, you're watching the TV spots, Jesus, they're all the, they're all the same. And when, when there's a, a, a risk or a, a high impact spot, it breaks through. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely going to be a harder fight. Like I said, we're in this eggshells era where let's play it safe. Let's not be different. Let's not offend anybody. Mm -hmm. So what's happening with Darby O'Brien? You're, you're doing a lot of different kinds of things now you're yeah you know what we're doing a lot of is recruiting you got the number of manufacturers around the state that uh you know are, are looking for talent they pay well they have good benefits uh it's a hard fight we've had a lot of luck with uh over the last four years with vss in greenfield and uh, we've got another campaign coming there because they're expanding the business and you know manufacturers are doing well they just got to find the people to uh do the job Okay. All right. We'll continue. Good luck to 
you with that and all your other endeavors. Uh, sorry it took so long to have you on the podcast, but we'll have you back soon. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, keep up your dukes. Oh, wait, that's your line. Uh, keep that column coming. That's a lot of Yeah, fun. I will. All right. Job all right, Good George. to have you on. All right. Thank you up. again. All yes, right. I will. Thank right. you to all of you for listening. This has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.